Hi gang, this is Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Today I'm going to veer away from influenza, the topic covered in the past two podcasts, and turn my attention to another problem that is literally wreaking havoc all over our fair planet. And in case you were wondering, this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. So, today's topic comes from a listener who, for confidentiality's sake, I'll refer to as Hal. Hal writes, Dear Dr. Rob, I have a rather embarrassing problem. I suffer from terrible mouth odor. I regularly brush my teeth and floss, yet after every meal, my mouth reeks. I was wondering if this is related to any other disorder or whether it could lead to any further disorders. I would really appreciate it if you could suggest some remedies. Thanks for the bold honesty, Hal. I'm sure there are a lot of others out there interested in the answer to this pervasive problem. Bad breath, called halitosis by people who like big words, is a very common problem. I make my living by having people open their mouths and say, Ah, trust me, (laughs) it's a big problem. But before talking about how your bad breath can be treated, we first need to be sure of your diagnosis. That may seem obvious, but it's not as easy as you think. You may have noticed that it's very hard to smell your own breath. People cup their hand and blow out to check it, but often they're sadly mistaken about the freshness of their breath. So why can't you smell your own breath? The answer lies in the nature of your sense of smell. Your smell receptors in your olfactory bulb, I always like that word olfactory, it's kind of like, I'm going to go work at the olfactory. Anyway, your receptors in that olfactory bulb, which resides in your nasal canal, are very sensitive. But you wouldn't want to smell every smell all the time. You just want to smell new smells. But your smell receptors turn themselves off when an odor persists. That can be bad news when it comes to your breath. The funny thing is that nearly a quarter of people who seek medical attention for bad breath don't actually have bad breath. That's a condition called halophobia. So if you think you have a problem, go find someone you trust to give you an honest opinion. If you can't find anyone to give you this opinion, you probably have a bigger problem than just your breath. So, once you've established that you do in fact possess the breath that launched a thousand ships, the next thing to do is to find a cause. The main cause of bad breath is the presence of bacteria in the mouth that put off foul-smelling substances. Bacteria put off these chemicals as a normal byproduct of life. Some of the more notorious chemicals cause the following aromatic smells. Rotting meat, rotten eggs, smelly feet, that smell that makes you light a match when you leave the bathroom, and the smell of rotting living flesh. Yuck. Am I implying that breath odor has elements of rotting meat, stinky feet, rotten eggs, and other stuff? Yes, actually I am. The bacteria that produce these smells usually live in small numbers in your mouth, but sometimes they get their numbers high enough to make their presence known. That's when bad breath happens. The key to fixing the problem of bad breath is to locate its source. The most common source of this is the mouth itself. It's the location of the smell-producing bacteria about 85% of the time. Since the mouth is regularly filled with food, the bacteria in there can get an all-you-can-eat buffet under the right conditions. What gives the right conditions? 
two things are at the core. The first is poor oral hygiene, and the second is insufficient saliva. Brushing and flossing is the key to maintaining good mouth odor. But a decreased flow of saliva is not something that most people consider. Saliva serves to rinse the mouth, clearing it of bacteria and leftover food. Without that, the breath gets bad quickly. A good example of this is our old friend morning breath, which happens because we don't produce as much saliva during the night. The nasal passages, including the sinus cavities, are also a common source of bad breath. If you have bad breath that is difficult to treat, you may have a sinus infection brewing. But you don't necessarily have to have the usual symptoms of sinus infection, as sinusitis can be present in low levels and be otherwise asymptomatic. Oh yes, and small children with bad breath should have their nasal passages thoroughly examined, as they are sometimes used as a storage place for peas, meat, crayons, and all sorts of other things. The decay of these, or the infection caused by the blockage, can cause really, really bad breath. I hope this isn't your problem, Hal. Another place where the pungent aromas can be produced is the tonsil area. The tonsils and adenoids are immune organs that serve to guard the oral and nasal canals from incoming threats. The adenoids are basically tonsils that live in the back of the nasal cavity, just above the soft palate. There is actually one more set of tonsils at the very back of the tongue called lingular tonsils. They can play a significant part in bad breath. By the way, they can't be removed either. The tonsils and adenoids are a lot like English muffins, full of nooks and crannies. Bacteria like to hide in these nooks and feast on food that happens to come by. Most sources I read stated that tonsillectomy should not be performed solely for bad breath, but they also didn't give recommendations on how to fix this problem. In my opinion, those recommendations don't take into consideration the agony of the patient or the people around him, I think it is reasonable to get a tonsillectomy in this situation for chronic tonsillitis, if other options are exhausted. Some of the less common but potentially serious causes of bad breath include kidney disease, liver disease, lung problems, and problems with the esophagus and stomach. Generally, kidney and liver disease don't first present with bad breath, but problems in the esophagus and lungs can be the cause of sudden, especially bad-smelling breath. All of these are uncommon, but if your bad breath comes on suddenly and no amount of brushing or mint eating can get rid of it, you should see your doctor. The last significant cause of halitosis is diet. Obviously, diets rich in garlic, onions, and other pungent foods can lead to social isolation, but other diets, such as ones low in carbohydrates, can actually change the acidity of the mouth and make it more prone to bad breath. So what can be done for bad breath? Here are my quick and dirty tips for dealing with bad breath. Tip number one, observe good oral hygiene. Brushing your teeth and tongue are important. Brush frequently and thoroughly and don't forget to floss. The first person you should visit with this problem is actually your dentist, who may not only be able to identify your problem, but may also be able to verify your diagnosis. Tip number two, keep it moist. Dry mouth can be caused by medications and certain medical problems. Check any medications that you are taking and see if they cause dry mouth. Chewing sugarless gum or sucking on breath mints will not only help by covering up the smell, but they'll also increase the saliva, which can prevent the bad breath in the first place. And tip number three, consider other medical problems. If you can't fix the problem after doing the first two steps, you should go to your doctor and ask about sinus problems. I have successfully treated bad breath in patients using steroid nasal sprays and antibiotics. 
If your doctor says it's not a problem with your sinuses, be sure to ask about other potential problems like kidney and liver disease or problems with your lungs, stomach, and esophagus. If all else fails, you can join a monastery in the Himalayas. That's it for today. Thanks for the question. It may not be a life-threatening problem, but it certainly can be life-altering. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can find me on Twitter at housecalldoc and on Facebook under housecalldoctor. And feel free to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Thank you.